Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe DeVerge. And I'm Chris Hatfield. The news doesn't stop rolling anymore. It just it continues is, and continues. It is relentless. The end of 2020 is going. It's going to keep going. We're on month like 80 of March 2020. And uh, we should be talking right now, Chris, about something really fun, like the fact that Kentucky basketball lost to Josh Pastner and is now one in three on the season. Uh, but there's way too much other Louisville stuff to talk about to do that. So we're going to talk about it for a minute here before we start the show. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're, we shouldn't let him get off the hook. Just we, because. They can't, we're, we're, we're not going to let him off the hook. We know we they are what we thought they were. No, they're not. They're they're way worse. <laughs> this Chris, was a very bad with, basketball team, right? What's wrong with um, Kentucky basketball when you see them, and how does it affect us as Louisville fans? They don't have an offense. It's like they it's, can't it's run run an offense. Um, and yeah, that's the one problem, two problem, three problem, four problem. Pretty much like. I tweeted some synergy stats out this morning and it was just like garbage. Pretty much all the sets they run, they're either at average or below average in college basketball. The only good offense that they run effectively is offensive footbacks. Um, that's the only way they've really been able to score consistently. It's, it's real bad, man. Um, as far as how it affects us and global fans, I, I'm not even going to get myself in trouble and, and have the take that I want to take that has been annoying me for the entire week about how we have no chance to win this game because, you know, history and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's just going to make us have high expectations for a game we're going to lose, apparently. Yeah. I listen, and we had we had a little bit of conversation. I am just we had a little we had a little battle. We had a small end. battle. I am I and I've told this to other people. I I I I dunked on the Kentucky fans in my work life today, and I told them I said I don't believe we're going to win this basketball game until there is zero colon zero zero left on the clock in the second half, and Louisville has more of the points than Kentucky does, and I think. I, 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 here's what, here's what I believe. I believe Devin Askew's family who told him he should leave his junior year of high school. Wasn't very smart. That <laughs> was not ideal. He should be in high school again. Right. And, um, probably paying playing for for chris mack in 2021 22 like let's let's talk about that and i think this kentucky team desperately needs keon brooks jr and i i think as soon as he comes back it's you're gonna see a, a market improvement in toughness they're relying on uh olivier side to to star to to be their toughest guy and if you watched a second of Wake Forest basketball last year, you know that's not what you needed. I mean, he got abused pretty regularly by mediocre uh, ACC centers, and like, yeah, okay, he has finesse. He's you know he's not a bad player, but I wouldn't I wouldn't really call him one of the toughest centers, the toughest Big Ben in the ACC, and he's being relied on to be that for uh, a Kentucky team that doesn't know where they're going um yeah i mean two things like i was right more about kentucky basketball than i have been about louisville basketball so which is pretty <laughs> funny to me and secondly my my biggest like conspiracy theory take now about devin Askew ask you is that kentucky and john kyle perry overreach for him when they otherwise wouldn't yeah. just to get one over in mac and that's doomed their season that's my take I, I don't I don't think so I don't think that's a ridiculous take. I, I don't I don't I don't hate that take from you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, he, he just he just wanted to win a battle. But yeah, um they're a disaster. And no one really knows why Keon Brooks is out. That's something I've talked with a few people about. So that's that's a whole nother interesting tentacle um uh, of everything. It was supposed to be an injury that was gonna be a few weeks and now it's turned day into day to day, turned into week to week. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird situation there, but it's funny. Um, this morning, waking up, the one thing that did give me joy before the day went to hell was waking up and seeing the ACC network tweet out Josh Pastner's smiling face <laughs> and saying it was the first assistant to ever beat John Calipari. To have that distinction for Josh Pastner is absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, and I love it very much. Proud of, proud of Josh Pastner. Uh, can't wait to, to absolutely dunk on that George Georgia Tech team later this season. 
Um, but that's enough about Kentucky, I think, Chris. Unless you got anything else, we can we can start the show. There's a lot. No, of other I think that covers it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm glad we got it in. We had our fun. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Scott Satterfield. Hit the intro. Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe Diverge. Louisville is the greatest. And we're back, Chris. And we are going to talk pretty much almost exclusively uh, it's funny, we we came into this day thinking it would maybe be an NCAA day, and it uh, that became a nothing burger, and Scott Satterfield just dominated, dominated the headlines, um, <laughs> which is probably good news for Louisville uh, <laughs> in some ways, because I don't want to talk about yeah. the NCAA anymore. But since we had our emergency podcast on Friday, which is all NCAA, all COVID-related, um, Scott Satterfield has, has stormed the scene he had an interview with south carolina friday afternoon or evening in bowling green kentucky um then that came out on through the 24 7 board for for south carolina and fans saturday morning rightfully went ballistic uh, especially after satterfield said he wasn't interested in the job and was perfectly content uh tim sullivan then proceeded to go to scott satterfield's house knock on the door uh which Fucking was go move oh all time sully move just we had to we I had really, to mention it we just wanted to mention so, it. it it doesn't mean telling, anything <laughs> me and gabe were talking before the podcast and i i just wanted to ensure that I got mentioned because the worst thing about w- the way the situation has evolved is that that moment one of the biggest moments in sports media global sports media history if you ask me is going to be forgotten and i do not <laughs> want to forget that because i need to know one day one day, Gabe, we will have Tim Sullivan on this podcast and we will interview him. And that will be the first question. What was your plan if Scott Satterfield answered the door? What was your plan if Beth Satterfield answers the door? Those are my two questions. And yeah, I'm we'll get glad that. We we'll get that, that from Sully one day. But Sully shows up. He says they didn't answer. <laughs> There's no for sale sign out. Shout out to Sully, our, our guy. Um, <laughs> Satterfield ends up talking with the courier, but... It's not with Tim Sullivan. Um, he talked with uh, with Cameron Teague, uh, the the you know the football reporter. And honestly, you know, shout out to Cameron Teague. We wanted to say that because I think his Q and A, um, he really, I mean, he really, he really asked Scott Outfield what it was all about. And 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 I think he really did a great job. If you haven't read that article, um, I would go in and do so. And he really, you know. Um, he asked Satterfield kind of out like, you know, like, what do you make of the fan response? And, you know, he's like, you know, fans have been burned before, man. Like, what's that? You know, why did you do this? And his excuse was all family based, which we'll get more. We'll get back to more. Um, and then kind of that was that we knew that Monday today there was that weird there was that weird comment in there about the airport being two minutes away the airport is two minutes away <laughs> in Columbia, South Carolina, which 100 percent it isn't. In Louisville, Louisville. Oh, in Louisville, it's two minutes away. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's nice. <laughs> you know, so. It was just a weird thing that made me laugh. I remember, remember shuffling. No, and I saw, I saw a few people asking about other jobs. Like we got to think about their airports now. Like how good is that airport? <laughs> um, so, so we, we know that, that this is a game week, Chris, that Louisville is going to end its season against Wake Forest on Saturday at noon. Um, this, this, you know, absolute debacle of a season and Satterfield, all he had to do was come in, you know, apologize, say he, you know, he's, he's ready, you know, ready to move forward. Um, and he botched it as, about as bad as you could botch a press conference. Well, you know, people, yeah, it's, it's, go ahead. It's to the point where you're just like, you know, you want him to stop talking. And one of the, one of the fascinating things for me has been like how this guy who last year could basically do no wrong. And I'm pretty sure, you know, if you want to put an approval rating by the fans, it was probably 90, 95%. <laughs> for last season on, on what he did and then coming in this year even even with the debacle of the season like i would say that his approval within the fan base is probably 70 70 percent and the guy just undoed all that goodwill in the matter of a week and i've never i don't 
I think like I haven't seen anything like this in college football. The one thing I liken it to is Tennessee and, and Greg Schiano, but that was like a different, obviously like a totally different situation. They were hiring right. a guy and the right. fan base just said, no, fuck that. But this response to me, it, I, I don't think people would really grasp out grasp how like aggressive it was because we're just kind of in it. We're in mobile Twitter and that's a yeah. little sphere. Yeah. But Man, to me, I, I can't remember anything like this. Maybe even something in basketball, but in football, I don't know. I have, I don't know. It, it's wild. It's been really wild reaction. No, we we're gonna and and we're gonna go through. I think we've picked out three specific moments um, that kind of everyone's been talking about. Um, that I think outline sort of how poorly, not just in the press conference, but how poorly Satterfield has handled it specifically. Um, I was trying to pull up his his like initial statement. Um, but basically, you know, I, I, he, he apologizes to the fans and, and I was listening to Mark Ennis today and he really, he really broke this down and we're going to talk about what Mark asked, but you know, this, the, the press conference was really Satterfield, you know, giving back to the hands with one hand and then taking it back away with the other. And I think that's what the beginning of this press conference was, was Satterfield specifically talking about, um, you know, he apologizes for the way it went down. It, he admitted it wasn't, it wasn't a great way to go down that, um, but he had to listen for his family. You know, he had to do them that, that, you know, that justice or whatever. Um, and then said, you know, he understood that the fans have had a history, you know, they talk, you know, talk, he didn't mention specifically Charlie strong, but I think every Louisville coach from now until the end of time is going to have the quote that Charlie strong gave. I'm not cut like that used against them. Oh, yeah. That's just, that's, that's now in the DNA of this fan base. And then you compound that with the fact that no coach has really succeeded fully outside of after leaving Louisville, you talk about John L Smith, you talk about Charlie strong, you talk about Bobby Petrino leaving for, for, for Atlanta, you know, sure. He had some success in Arkansas, but we all know how that ended. Um, Louisville fans have a, you know, a complex, and I think justifiably so. And so I think Satterfield spoke to that in a way. And I even, you know, I was listening to the, I was listening to the press conference. I said, you know, that was great. You know, I appreciated him doing that. Um, the start of the, the, the first two minutes of the press conference were great. Then after yes. then it was like, just then it, going then it goes off. Then it goes off. And I'm going to, we're actually, uh, you know, we're, we're a pro podcast, Chris, we're going to insert some audio. <laughs> Um, so we're going to listen to the specific questions he had. Uh, we're going to listen to this first one that was from, uh, that's from Matt McGavick, uh, at SI. And he asked, uh, you know, he asked about any kind of future roles. Do we need to worry? You know, everyone was joking. Do we need to worry every time there's a, a job that comes open in the Carolinas? What, uh, what will Scott Satterfield do? So, uh, this first, this first part is from that. Hey, Coach, this met me with Sports Illustrated. You said that the main reason, really the only reason that you talked to South Carolina was because of the proximity to your parents, and that was your – felt like you had an obligation to talk to them because of that. Going forward, say another job from the region opens up like an NC State or a UNC or even Clemson, do you think that maybe you'd have an obligation to talk to them for the same reason? Well, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that, that I wouldn't, you know, but, but I think <laughs> – if anything comes out, uh, you know, a job that opens up in the future, it will definitely be handled a lot different. I think, um, you know, I, I shoot, man, I, I want to, you know, last year there were there were several jobs that, that reached out last year. I did not entertain them. I mean, you know, I, I think if you're doing a good job uh, wherever you are, um, it doesn't matter. You can look across the country. If somebody's doing a good job, then people are going to inquire about them, you know, and, and, and certainly that happened last year, you know, but I've, you know, not, not interested, you know, so if there is something in the future that, that would be out there that we think that would be uh, enticing, certainly going to handle it a lot different, but, um, you know, but again, we're committed to staying here and, 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 taking this program to the top of the country. I mean, I know a, a few years back, I think, well, we get all the way to number three in the country, um, you know, and that's where we want to be. We want to be in the top five program uh, year in and year out. So, Chris, what uh, what what do you make of a coach saying he's sorry for the way things went 
immediately turning around and say uh, he can't speak to the fact that there may be other jobs <laughs> that come open and he would he would handle it differently, but he's not saying he wouldn't <laughs> look at those jobs. <laughs> the, the funniest thing about this whole situation is that Satterfield lied in the times he shouldn't have lied. And then the times he shouldn't have told the truth, he told the truth. Like, you may feel that way, but you ain't got to say it like that, man. Like, that's that's just PR 101. Um, basically, what it sounded like to me is, I'm sorry you felt that way, which is generally the thing that gets a lot of people in trouble. Um, myself have been a victim of that before. So, um, yeah. That uh, wasn't ideal, but it wasn't the worst answer of the press conference. No, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst answer. I... I... I don't know, man. Like I, I, I heard that. I was like, Oh, <laughs> like that was just kind of like, that was kind of just an immediately like, Oh, it's like that. Okay. And I couldn't, I almost, it was, I was doing other things while I was in the press conference. Uh, you know, it, it was, I was getting, I think I was like getting lunch together. And I kind of, that was like the first thing that kind of made me think, oh, maybe I like, I said something too early about this being the start of like, of something new right. and stuff. Um, so there's that I, part. I, I think an important, go ahead. No, go ahead. We'll play a second sound and I'll get to that after. Ooh, okay. So the second sound, and, and this is the one, you know, we're going through this chronologically. I think this is the one that probably got uh, a lot more, um, you know, definitely the the most amount of buzz, and oh, for sure. And it's specifically, uh, I think someone was asking about player. Why is it okay for Satterfield to, um, you know, to make remarks? You know, in regards to JV and Hawkins, who left. You know, he was NFL draft bound, didn't want to deal with the season anymore. I think the fan base totally understood, and of course, Scott Satterfield did not, and was frustrated that he quote unquote you know left the team behind. All that kind of football guy stuff, which which we'll get into. I'd second. uh, I'd love to hear JV on Hawkins' opinion tonight. <laughs> I would. Uh, so let's hear let's hear what uh, what Scott said this time. Well, I think as players, you know, it's a little bit different than coaches. And I know sometimes we like to lump coaches in with players. You know, as a player, um, you know, you're you're there for three to four years and then you're done, right? You know, and I think as coaches, you know, and, and as players, you know, you're, you're really, you don't have a family. I mean, it's just you, you know, and as, as coaches, and I'm just thinking in general terms here, you know, coaches have wives and kids and, um, you know, as, as a as a job, are they going to be at a, a job for 40 years? You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of different things I think that are involved with coaching. I think, you know, with, with the players, you know, like I said, it's three or four years, and they have to be all in because it's hard as a player. It's hard as a player to you know to go to class, to get up and go go to meetings, go go weight training, to go practice, come back and study. You know, all the things they have to do. Oh, and by the way, then go perform on a game day. I mean, it's just a, a lot of things that a player has to do that I think. Um, you know, that, that are pulling at their, there's so many different avenues that are pulling, pulling at them. So, um, so you have to be all in with it, you know, and I think as coaches, it's a little bit different, as I mentioned, I mean, you know, you got a career in the coaching, you know, go back and look at any coach's bio. Now I've been fortunate and blessed to be, I was at one school for a long time and I would rather it be that way. I don't like the fact that you pick up and move and all that. I don't, that's not who I am. I don't like that at all. You want to be at a place that, that you can thrive and win and, and, and have a great life and, and all those things. So, but I do think there is a little bit of differential between a player and a coach. Uh, so obviously uh, Scott Satterfield doesn't consider players playing football, a uh, potential career <laughs> option. <laughs> now, Chris, yeah. you told me, and I want to hear this from you because you saw the, you told me you saw the quote from John Lewis's original tweet, which is just like a quote. It wasn't the full, you know, the full video and you heard the video and you, it kind of changed it a little bit for you. It's like, I want no, to hear I felt your different. Reaction. Like this didn't, this didn't jump out to me live. Um, okay. That's I don't know if mean. it jumped out, jumped out to most people live. Like, and then I heard the video and it also changed the way that I, you know, felt about the text. I, <laughs> this is a very badly worded statement from Scott Satterfield. Obviously you don't need me to tell you that. Um, and I'm going to kind of go after Satterfield later in this, this podcast, but this isn't the point I want to do it because honestly, this quote in particular didn't bother me as much as it bothered some people because I kind of got 
what he was trying to say. This is one of those moments where it kind of added credence to the, you know, this guy isn't used to these situations. So maybe he just said something really dumb. I do kind of believe that. Um, but it came off so poorly, man. I, I think all he had to say is their time commitment to a program isn't as long as mine. And that's the sentence he could have said. And that wouldn't have been great, but it would have been much better than saying they don't have a family. And that's, the, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, that's how it sounded. I, I don't, let, let me ask you, like, are, Please. do you think, do you think Satterfield was aware of how badly he was bombing these answers at the time? Or do you think he walks out and he's like, yeah, I did a good job. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. I, I think he is, I, he, he has no awareness. And I think it's, it's pretty obvious in these, in these times that we've mentioned, even kind of little comments that he makes. Um, I don't know if, you know, he were, you know, Jimmy Sexton is, is his agent. You know, that guy has, you know, he has a playbook. He has ways that, you know, he, he, he does these things to get, you know, his clients more money and does Jimmy Sexton more monies. That's why he's the, you know, that's why Saban is his man is his agent. Um, this did not strike me as a person who had spent hours over the weekend with a PR person coaching them, telling them, Hey, here's the, you know, what, how are you going to answer this question? Because I, I think, and, and, and this is me coming as a marketing and PR person. I don't see how Satterfield and his group, his people, his family, that's so important did not see that this was the most important press conference of his career coming up. Right. And that's, that's the thing that makes me more mad about any of this. Absolutely. It didn't seem like a guy who took a moment to think about these answers. When you bomb something that bad, you're not putting importance on how big of a moment this is. And that infuriates me. I mean, cause that says a lot about his awareness and that's, that's on the football field and everything else. Because this isn't like if 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 this is a person who cares so much about his career, as as we should expect Scott Satterfield does, this isn't just about winning back Louisville's fan base. This is about if you want that job when when uh, when, when Mac is out of UNC, right. you, you got to win this. Any, yeah, you got to win this this press conference, and he loses it. He, 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 it's, it's, it's a funny, I, I, I'm just thinking about this. You know, we've, we've talked all year about how this football team, this little football team does not care about the ball. They don't take care of the ball. That's what Scott of Satterfield did in his press conference. That's he didn't take analogy. care of the ball. He didn't, and, he, he didn't come in wanting to, 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 you know, you can just run out the clock. That's all he needed to do is, is provide very bland answers, very boring answers, apologize, say he's going to work on it, talk about Wake Forest in an, in an uninteresting way and move on. He's out in 40 minutes, 20 minutes. And he couldn't do that. And it's, I mean, he's, he's not aware of how bad it's going, but obviously the university of Louisville is going is, is aware because that, that press conference gets cut quickly. Yes. I mean, there were dudes, they, they even said there were several people waiting to ask questions. They didn't even get really to the crux. We're going to, we're going to have the question about Vince Tower here in a second, but we didn't even really, really get deep into the athletic discussion, athletic director discussion. Like that thing was, was pretty wrapped up pretty quickly. And I think and the, that was a big part of it. If, if he's rolling and, and doing good, they're going to let him go, you know, 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. The press conference lasted 20 minutes. Yeah. 19 minutes, 52 seconds. <laughs> not even 20 minutes not even 20 minutes that's 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 bad it's not not john calipari losing to uh losing to georgia tech bad but it's it's not good <laughs> it's, oh man let's um, play this last one okay let's play this let's play this last one uh scott satterfield's asked by mark ennis um about vince tyree Scott, just to clarify uh, with, with Vince, did Vince know beforehand that you were going to go talk to South Carolina? Well, we certainly have had conversation, uh, you know, throughout really the whole time that I've been here. And, you know, we'll, the, the conversation that we have had, you know, obviously are between us, uh, between, you know, an AD and a head coach. And so I'll just leave it at that. The conversation that I had between myself and the AD are – I'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's all that is. That's, so the answer to that question is no. Vince Tyree did not know. And, and, and a no comment would have been better. Than a no comment would have been better that way. A no comment would have been – you don't need to, to walk around the question. Um, 
Wow. And that's uh, people are, uh, there's obviously for the most part, there's been pretty like two distinct camps in this. And, and the one side that, that is backsider filled throughout all this are kind of conflating while people are mad at him. I, I, most people aren't mad at him for, for talking to South Carolina or having an interview. At least I'm not. This is what I'm mad about because I, I listened to Baba Van on ESPN radio today, radio today. And he was talking about a handful of coaches, college basketball coaches that have been fired for an exact situation like this, for taking an interview, not getting the job, but not telling their athletic director that they were taking. This is a fireball offense. I mean, make no mistake about it. It is absolutely a fireball offense. And this is the thing that pissed me off the most, for sure. And you you made the point on Twitter. You said – the reason why Scott Sadfield is still the coach of Louisville football is because he did not get the South Carolina job. If, Absolutely, 100% if this is that. not a pandemic year, if the university had not let 40 ish people go this year, Vince Tyree would have pulled the trigger on $5 million. He would have, he would hundred percent done it because this is not uh, the, I think he, I think Vince Tyree cares enough about this community and the people in that office care enough about this fan base to not want this person to be the head of this football team anymore. I, I sincerely believe that with all my heart. Like and, my guy, you are a, you, right now you are a 500 <laughs> college football coach. You're an average <laughs> college football coach. You had an incredible year, your first year. But the reason why the departures of previous Louisville football coaches have hurt so much is because they were guys that were rolling. Right. Charlie Strong hurt really bad because you felt he was building something tangibly. Yep. Louisville was becoming a powerhouse. Bobby Petrino, the first time around, hurt very bad because Louisville gave you so much feel good about your football program for the first time. This guy is losing to Boston College. Like, whatever man that's it it almost like i took it i took it personal like the michael jordan meme i took it personal because it it felt personally it felt it felt pompous in a way and and you know it may have not been that that i honestly don't think that was like satterfield's like angle but it felt that way a little bit to me man it did because this guy hasn't done nothing he hasn't built, he's been here for two years. He hasn't even built a culture. <laughs> Go sign a couple defensive linemen or sign some defensive offensive linemen. Do something. Like it, it's it, it doesn't that's what got me. This this is the part that got me. <laughs> it's 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 tough. And it's 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 just, you know. You you mentioned the culture thing, and uh, so many people, and I understand, listen, it's 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 easy to say I'm not going to trust coaches. I'm not going to. I'm not going to trust what they say. I, I just. I think that this this fan base and this community care so much about. I. 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 I don't think Louisville is a unique place, but I think the combination of the city to the fan base to its location in the region to its its place in the college football landscape makes it a unique place, not in the way that like Louisville's the best city or best fan base in the world. No, I think all of these factors add up to create a unique situation that obviously Scott Satterfield is not equipped for. We, the hint, the first hint we got was when he was mad about L's down and he made that a bigger deal than it needed to be. And then this has been the second, the second part to me, this was the second flag. Yeah, I mean, I I think there were weird parts. Yeah, there's little parts in in between there, especially with the the Black Lives Matter stuff. um, Yeah, a little bit. There There were were a few quotes during. You can. Yeah, there were a few quotes. I know. I know. Like there was, there was like an election thing. He's like, you know, like we're we got to take this time off for the election. And I was like, I mean, come on, man. (laughs) Um, And that's that's the thing I heard. You know. ESPN 680, I can't remember which show it was because I'd love to give them the credit, but I just can't remember. Um, they had Pat Forty on originally when the interviews kind of for any of the uh, – right. I'd love to hear what he says now, but they had him on when the interviews – and his main point was maybe it's just not a good fit. He yeah. thinks Satterfield's a great coach, but these this last few weeks, man, it, it, it culturally it hasn't felt like a good fit. I think, I that, think that's, that's the That's point. what kind of concerns you. I'm not going to listen. I I've heard the rumors about Satterfield's family, uh, members of his family, specifically not liking the city. Um, I, I don't know if those are real or not. I mean, I, I mean, I'm inclined to believe some of them, I guess, but I, I think at some point you just, 
it, there's it's about fit. You're absolutely right. And I think Satterfield was a, a great coach. He fit playing wise. He fit, you know, performance on field wise, what Louisville needed after Bobby Petrino, you know, as Ennis has now been, you know, everywhere. He's sensible salad. You know, he was the ideal guy to just, you know, take things up gradually. We had kind of a spike up, you know, it was the, the, the beginning seemed like it was going to lot. It was going to, it was going to be a lot quicker at first. Um, but it's like <laughs> it just seems more and more like you're right. Like it just, I, I think if you put a gun in my head and ask me how this is going to end, I think we're looking at another year of this, maybe next season. If he's 50, you know, he's 500 or worse, he's out. If he's a little better, maybe he stays a little bit longer, but I can't see Vince Tyree fighting for this man to stay in Louisville for three to five years, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, we're still learning about Vince Tyree um, <laughs> and in a lot of ways, I agree with you. Um, but the only real person that he's had to fire was, did he fire? Yeah. He fired Bobby. He had to fire Bobby, which was obvious. They and fired the, the field, uh, the the field, field hockey coach. Which oh, was and, uh, and Rex Karma as well. Oh yeah, that one wasn't as quite as obvious. So maybe that I'll was uh, that was a, that, that was a tricky one. Uh, that 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 was a that was a difficult waters to navigate. So I will give him props. Shout out to uh, to did, Twitter's did, own did Rex Karma. Did it? No. Uh, what's what's the website in the parlors on uh, Rex Karma? <laughs> he's he's on parlor now. So um, that's that's a whole other story. But yeah, man, I that's I think that's the biggest issue with this is kind of exposes. I think people that had these opinions about Satterfield are now letting them fly a little bit more freely because they've, they've been given an excuse. Um, I haven't been very happy with Satterfield this year. I haven't talked about it a whole lot, uh, but now I kind of feel that way. So I, I get what other people are probably feeling too. I've been willing to be patient on Satterfield is the thing personally. I, I've been, I, I, I didn't love how the way this season went, but I understood that, you know, maybe, you know, we were really lucky last year. We were really lucky last year and how things went, you know, winning all every single one score games, you know, the, the punter coming in and on the, on the extra point and, and hitting a two point conversion, that stuff isn't like, that's, that's roll the dice one out of six, one out right. of 10 chance stuff happening. Uh, Louisville was extremely lucky last year, that year. So I was okay this season thinking about this as okay you know it didn't it didn't go our way there's a lot of other factors covid you know you know losing people left and right um injuries etc cetera, etc cetera. he hasn't been able to really get his guys in etc cetera, etc cetera. i was okay holding on and not really making a i'm in or out on satterfield you know proclamation until next season but this has changed all of that I, i'm out on satterfield i'm ready if if we could you know, if we could get rid of him, I'd get rid of him tomorrow. And it's not even a situation where I wish there was a booster to come in and give $5 million to get rid of him. It's a, it, cause I would rather that money to be used to bring people on who lost their jobs. So I, right. I, I just, I think Louisville's in an impossible situation. I actually was poking around, um, you know, listening to some, what other people saying, you know, you know, some, you know, um, Stephen Godfrey, uh, some of those guys from, you know, from formerly of banner society, um, everyone's in agreement you know when bomani jones is dunking on you bro like it's that's 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 the thing you've that done some like, wrong some eyebrows i watched i watched Charlie questionable because i thought it may even end up as a topic there it didn't but when he's out there tweeting about scott satterfield the louisville football program not the louisville basketball program the louisville football program you know you did something wrong up. you did something wrong um yeah so for me i i, I just don't understand like I try to put myself in the other position here. I don't understand being in the position to defend Scott Satterfield at this point, even if after like some people have made the point about, you know, he's not used to these situations. He's been at app state for however long he was. He's been in, you know, he's in a power first power five job. So he's not going to handle these situations appropriately. But my response to that is one, you have Jimmy Sexton as your agent. First. <laughs> and then two you make the check brother like yep. sorry about your luck i mean this is this is your career arc and if you want to be at the highest level of football and you want to get paid that money then don't make these mistakes at a press conference sorry 
I, I have no feelings of definitely not any feeling sorry for Scott Satterfield or Scott Satterfield's a victim here. Oh, at no all. question. No, at all. And uh, but but you know uh, who thinks you know who thinks Scott Satterfield is the victim here, Chris? This is a great segue. <laughs> Who's that? The fan, the uh, the 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 current members of the Louisville football team. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. We're, we're the first ones to talk about this. Saturday, Saturday, they didn't even know where their coach was, but now they <laughs> are around it. Um, we have seen um, dozens. I don't know about dozens, but several and, and all the important ones, you, you, Tutu Atwell, Malik Cunningham. I saw Yaya Diaby say something. Um, they have all come out for Louisville or for, for Scott Satterfield. And um, I think the, they, they kind of all said, you know, not all of them, but some of them have mentioned the media um, <laughs> you know, calling out Satterfield, which uh, gives us a very unsavory, taste in my mouth chris I, I i'm glad that scott satterfield was able to rally his troops around him i would like for them to not lay an egg on friday uh, or on saturday um but to hear to to know that this effort has become us versus the media really 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 bugs me you can both the more you the more you think about it 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 almost the worst it feels like for me i've it makes me literally sick to my stomach i i i just the fact you you can you can believe that as as a player if you're a player louisville football team you can believe that your head coach is a good person a man uh, of integrity a good football coach while also believing that he really fucked up this week those aren't mutually exclusive items. People make mistakes. And you, you don't have to blame other. You don't have to blame other people for what he did. Exactly, and it's nobody's fault but his own. And this bothers me because it makes me think that Satterfield didn't come in and and say, "Oh, this was my, on me. It's my fault." You know, no accountability. He apologized to the fans. Did he not? Why? Why wouldn't he have done the same for the players and and help the players uh, see it that way? It, it puts me in a, a tricky spot because I think in a lot of situation, college athletes spend their college career with other people telling them what the best thing is for them. Right. And that whole that whole deal makes me feel bad. So me not being in the players' corner on this puts me in a weird spot. I I feel kind of hypocritical. But at the same time, it is extremely hard to feel like this is genuine. I mean, it it really is into the the media comments, man. Multiple people. You've got Multiple. people that you've got people that played for him at App State that lived in North Carolina their entire life, and they're going after the local global media. Like, get the hell out of here. This this guy took an interview. The media. Of Courier Journal gave him an opportunity to exactly. set the record straight, gave exactly. him an exclusive interview, sit down, talk to the fans, say what you want to see, say. He botched that. The media gave him an interview today, asked him questions, answered these questions right, say what you want to say, set the record straight. He botched both opportunities. That's not the media's fault, bro. That's your fault. Take fucking accountability. Yeah, I've seen. It, it, Those will, are the two tentacles that piss me off about this, and this is oh man. It's it's definitely. I will say it's definitely mostly. Um, you know the 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 App State guys. You know older App State guys. I'm seeing a guy named you know, um, who's this guy right here, Eric Boggs. Uh, anyone who has taken or misunderstood his comments or taking them out of context context has no clue. Um, Parker Collins. This guy, you know, people questioning the integrity and commitment of Coach Sat have never spent time with him. Um, he really few, is I'm trying to see what like, he he's it's it's a little Dabo esque. It's uh, I'm trying to find one that specifically mentions the media. Oh, some opinions out there about my guy, Coach Satterfield. Those opinions are coming from people who have never played or worked for him. I played for him for four years, and he's all about the players. 
I've All got right. a, I've got, I've got a few from you. Um, Darient and Evans, who played for him at App State, now plays for the Tennessee Titans. Disappointing to see the media question Coach Satterfield as a person or coach. Nothing but love and respect in this way. Appreciate you for being a father figure and showing us players what true family look like, day in and day out, while being hundreds of miles away from home. Um, Noah Hannon, another player that played for him. To anyone in question of Coach Satterfield, don't take the media or their opinions against one of the most genuine coaches that I know. And then Malik Cunningham. Malik Cunningham Coach is a very honest guy. It seems like the media always has something to say when they know nothing. That sucks, man. That 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 sucks. That They're sucks. being used as a tool to They're the being used as a base. tool. And and you know, let's let's point out someone who has pointed that out, Jalen Smith, former Louisville football player, former <laughs> wide receiver, who said everyone tweeted around the same time. 93% of the tweets were read almost word for word. Let it make sense. What a coincidence. <laughs> He's right. This is a concerted effort, especially for those App State guys. I'm sure they have a group text as like, yo, Sats, you know, Sats having a hard day. Let's let's show some support. We got to help him out. That's that. Um, and then it's and that's another over. one of those things that I think takes away the argument of saying, you know, Satterfield was just in this awkward position that he didn't know how to handle because this doing this in response to that doesn't say that this says something about a guy who wants to be like oh, i'll show them i'll do this move yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah. to me that takes away all this oh i'm just a guy from boone north carolina i don't know any better sorry the cameras made me nervous no 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 you don't you don't act this way man like in yeah. it like i said again i want to hammer this point home it puts me in a weird position to not be on the player's side because I am generally there. Oh, I'm but are always the same, players first. Are the, are the same people that are on the player's side, were they on their side Saturday when they were tweeting their confusion and their question marks about all these rumors that were coming out and Satterfield hadn't addressed it with his team? Were they on their side then? Like th- there's, there's two, there's two tentacles to this. Yeah. It happened. Th- there was, a, I saw a lot of tweets from players that got deleted convenient. Um, <laughs> so yeah, <sighs> it, it sucks, tough. man. It's it, that, that's the part that hurts me, man. That's the part that hurts me being used against, you know, I don't this know. fan I mean, base even has if, been divided for too long. Even if they said, even if they like, they got mad at the fans, like I'd almost accept that over the media because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the fans are pissed and I think they're okay to be pissed, but I'd understand an 18 year old person be like, yo, stop being mad at coach fans. I get that way more. <laughs> I think what makes me so mad is that for the most part, the media did a really good job, Completely like especially, especially today. And that's what bothers me the most. It's, it's a very like Trumpian feel to it. And, and, and that's what really just pisses me off that they, I hammered, the the you know some of the guys locally that didn't ask any questions um when satterfield had his first press conference i guess it was the week of boston college about Sa- south carolina right they totally redeemed themselves today because they and asked all the questions that needed to be asked and the ones that weren't asked they were waiting online to get them asked they just couldn't give it in um so i think that's why it bothers me so much but it, it, this this fan base has been split for so long whether it was over Rick Bettino, Tom Jurich, mm-hmm. mobile basketball. And now you have that occurring again, and it makes me sad. Like, it, I, it's not the best way to live like this. Like, there's there's Outlander fans and, and all fan bases that kind of get on your nerves and say things that they shouldn't say, and Twitter brings the worst of those people out. But for the most part, you can all j- enjoy success together. But right now, it doesn't feel that way. Like, this maximizes that stuff, and I just hate that. I hate it a lot it's it's exhausting it's absolutely exhausting and uh i don't know what comes next because uh, it's not gonna get fixed it's not gonna get fixed in the next six months it's not gonna get fixed in the next 10 months we're gonna ha- there's gonna be more moments there's gonna be you know if 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 we don't have to talk about this again until next october like that's a success <laughs> right. do you do you feel any different right now than you felt right after the press conference 
are your emotions bad or worse or anything like that? Or I think less angry, more kind of just already exhausted by it. I'd have to say like just this kind of the, the, the tweeting part is just kind of like, oh, come on, dude. Like I'm just tired of this. I think, I, I think mine's went the opposite way. You were like, <laughs> I think I was exhausted. <laughs> now I'm like fired up again. Um, I'm ready for battle, but yeah, I was just, I was just curious. I think, about that I, I think it's just, my problem is just knowing that, um, when is this? It's never going to, it's never going to end. You know, it's not ending anytime soon. And, and, and you're right. Games so. Like I, I missed this when we were complaining about running on third and 12, <laughs> like that was like a legitimate thing we could have been united about, you know, I, I be miss mad being that. mad about, I'm, I miss being mad about third and Grantham. Like I miss <laughs> having a, a common cause to rally around as a fan base. And right now it's like, it's the same thing that happened with Rick. Definitely. And you know, it's not to that magnitude, but it's just like, you're either on this guy's side or you're not. And if you're not, then you're not my fan. That sucks. You're somebody, you're a fan of a different team. You know, that blows, you know what I mean? Bro. That blows. Uh, you got real hot and heavy there for a minute. I got it. Did. I gotta, let's, I let's talk about something. Let's talk about something less <laughs> hot and heavy, maybe like uh, coronavirus 19. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 do that dude um chris the latest we have today about louisville basketball coronavirus breakout is um that there's not going to be a game against wisconsin on wednesday which is an incredible bummer and it does not seem like it's going to happen within the next week is is what i saw matt Lor- norlander say of cbs sports uh so louisville is in a bad spot you know um where they're not going to be playing wisconsin the game they were supposed to play after that nc state nc state's also having some coronavirus issues we don't know what their status they aren't officially quote unquote on pause um but they did have a positive test on friday um and their game this week has also been po- canceled we believe Mm-hmm. so uh what how does this factor in with you for the uk game what you know what do you i mean think? it just okay i think you just kind of have to start anew with this team whenever they hit the floor because it was a young team like really starting to find their footing and now it's like the top you know, the, the number 25 right. team in the country now chris <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're you're not gonna you're not gonna practice for a week and you know you miss all that time. I don't. I don't know. We're in un, uncharted waters. Um, it's uncharted waters for Mag. It's uncharted waters for everybody. I do think the situation right now isn't ideal, um, based on some of the things that I've heard. I think it might actually be a little bit worse than what's being put out there. Um, so yeah, I. I just hope it doesn't turn into one of those multi-week things. You know, Tennessee basketball, I believe, still hasn't played a game. Yeah. Um, and you know it can it can get pretty bad, obviously. Um, so you just gotta hope it doesn't happen that way for Louisville. You hope it's a week thing, and you know you can kind of be playing basketball again next week at some point. Um, and uh, the the other thing about it is that it's like there there's no it, it, no news is bad news almost. It's like the less we know, <laughs> the more we know that it's not going well. Um, yeah. So I just hate like these days where kind of nothing happens, man. It's uh, it, it's tough. And I just don't, you're right. I don't, I don't know what the end inside is. And um, I thought I, the press release would have a little bit more information today, but it's right. just nothing. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know what's next. Uh, I really quickly, before we get to questions, we have a few questions we're going to answer. I wanted to talk about the one thing that's really positive right now in Louisville uh, athletics, and that's the women's basketball team. Chris, have you been able to watch any of the women's basketball team? I watched some of the Paul game. I wanted to start um, kind of going to some of the advanced stats just to see, because I'm sure their numbers are just going to be like eye popping. So I just yeah, I want to get I'd, some of those out there. Um, and I'm going to do that in the future. Maybe we should do that in the future. There Obviously well, so. there's people, you know, I, 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 I don't watch the women's team as much as I should, but I did watch the a lot of the DePaul game, once they were up by like 50, I kind of tuned out. Um, but I just want to say Haley Van Lith is like legitimately as good as advertised. And when Kobe bequeaths like you, like when he, when he knights you, 
it's for a reason <laughs> and it's so freaking clear she's I, I i tweeted and i like i tagged the women's basketball team i was like when when do i get a, a haley van lith jersey because i want to buy one i want to spend 60 dollars to get a haley van lith jersey because she's legitimately going to be the best women's basketball player in louisville basketball history like i've yeah, watched i watched a... her play in three games and i'm like i'm all the way in <laughs> she Talk made a girl a fall down last game bro <laughs> it was incredible <laughs> <laughs> she was definitely the one of the the shot charts that i wanted to kind of get out there i'm trying to track them throughout the year and kind of put together who's the who's the guy who does that's like his thing in the nba he's a writer stepian Um, he does yeah 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 so i'm I'm going to i'm kind of working on a project for her that i hope to have done by the end of the year to really show just how much of a baller she is in like a graphic form um and i'm hoping it all turns out really cool if if you haven't had an opportunity to watch the women's basketball team do so because i guarantee you any anger you feel about scott satterfield will evaporate when you watch Haley van lith um and jasmine jones they're not jasmine jones <laughs> Haley van lith uh absolutely dominate the opponents uh yeah. because she's fantastic she, and she does she gets 20 and 10 every single game it's incredible <laughs> it's, <laughs> shout out to jeff walls as always shout out hey. to jeff walls who's like you know just, just being the model of consistency for the athletic program the same way i feel about ken lola how i'll never get the credit that he deserves i feel that way about jeff Wallace because people just kind of mention it and they're like yeah jeff Wallace, he's a hell of a basketball coach blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> but you'll never be able to say enough about what he's done with the women's basketball program no question and it's never gonna he's just never gonna get the credit that he deserves so yeah all right, let's um, answer a let's, few let's questions. Let's get to these questions. Okay. Uh, first one from our guy, uh, Chris, the, the crappy little father. Uh, will the St. Matthews police be involved in the next coaching church? I don't think so, <laughs> but shout out to our guy, Thor. I just wanted, I wanted to put that out there. Shout out to Thor. Yeah, you never know what they're capable of. I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me, but it's I live in St. Matthews, so I, sh- I shouldn't, I have no further comments. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <Safe>. <laughs> well, just outside St. Matthews, we'll put it that way. Uh, Alan, Asian dentures, uh, who, who's on the list that Tyra puts together to replace Satterfield in a year or two. I've thought about this a little bit. I don't have a good answer. <laughs> what is, do you have any guys specifically? Uh, Luke Fickle is number one. Top but he's not coming here, dude. With, without question. Uh, you don't know that. He's not coming here. There's no way. Say that, huh? <laughs> Um, I, I think that me personally, and I can't even think of the guy's name, but I, I like researching for probably an hour yesterday. Um, but the guy at Boise state, I think he could have some interest, um, because he's actually flirted with some, with some teams before. Um, and I think he's a hell of a football coach, but I, I think it's a very difficult question to answer right now. Um, especially when you're looking at a football program that's already went and hired a retread. So they're not going to like look at Charlie strong as a valuable option for multiple reasons, but that's also one of them. Um, but yeah, um, Luke fickle would be at the top of my list and I don't care what you say. I'm just going to f- keep that fairy tale dream in my head that we're going to be able to throw 30 million dollars at him and yeah you you did just have the louisiana coach say he's staying there right um yeah billy napier so you know keep that in mind i i want to i wanted to say this one thing about this while we're talking about um you know a potential next football coach which we're not going to really talk about them i if you're saying the name hugh freeze and related to this job just stop <laughs> Stop. What about Je- what about if you're saying the name Jeff Brom? Because that's the way I feel. I'm. Uh, I think the thing about Brom is it has to be like the perfect situation. Like I don't see Tyree going after him again the way he did. Like I think I'm good, if, bro. I'm I'm good on that one. Personally. If he comes and he has a much better defensive coordinator, I'm in. Because his defenses are always what about, trash. What about Tom Allen? Is it like sixty? <laughs> like he's not a guy that's gonna I, no around. i personally just j- i i just mentioned him because of the hilarity of it how funny it would be like the the guy who committed like his loyalty to the indiana football program like a week ago if he's just leaving to come from the local football a year later yeah that'd be hilarious but it sounds like we're on like the same boat that it's like we don't want one of these retreads. Like I know some people are like, Hey, Harbaugh is going to be open or Herman's going to be available. No, man. I want no part of that. I want no part of that. 
only Give me person- a guy who's like like an offensive coordinator who's young. I would rather I've I've made this point before, and I'm kind of an outliner with this, but I don't want to get into the discussion about Louisville football being a stepping stone job. But me personally, I don't care if Louisville's hiring a new coach every five years. If it get give me one year of really, you know, a 10, 11 win magical season. Every five this guy years? wants to leave after that. I'm fine with that. And if, I, if you're leaving the, if you're leaving the program in a better position than when it was, when you got here, I'm cool with that. I really am. And, um, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with keeping doing that because I think eventually you're going to get a guy that's going to want to stay for 10 years. That's just the, just the math of it. Right. Like you're just going to find a guy that really likes it here. It's just, you know, it may take three or four times, but you will. One name I wanted to say, and you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh at me. Not Jeff Brom, but Brian Brom. Oh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I've already heard it one day. You're the second person that said that. I'm Why just saying, not this, maybe not this next cycle, but the one after. Because he's he's going to get a job soon in like three years. Why stop there? Why not say Stefan LaFour's? I had a buddy that like he was like, "What's what's Jay Gruden doing? What's Jay Gruden doing right now?" <laughs> the answer he's he's about to be Justin uh, Justin Fields' co- offensive coordinator next year. That's the answer to that question. It's weird though, man, because there's not a direct answer. I feel like there's always kind of a short list for Louisville basketball that I could probably come up one, two, three, bang, bang, bang. Can't do the same in football someone uh someone in a uh, a text not a text like a group i'm in a discord group uh, mentioned um randy shannon as a, a potential someone floated out to randy shannon just in case we had to get rid of satterfield like randy shannon can you step in hell no get randy shannon on speed down bro <laughs> uh i laughed at that. that there's no way that was true there's no way um, um i want to throw one more net. this is fun yeah you've already got me on something um what about mr row your boat at minnesota <laughs> who's had an absolutely terrible year, but talk about somebody who I don't think you can follow up Satterfield with how much he talked about culture with a guy that like that's his entire shtick. (laughs) It seems like people are in like two lines of thought about him. They think he's a wonderful coach or they think he's an awful coach. I don't think he's an awful coach. I like him. I like the shtick. I just don't want to root for it. I just don't want it to be my team. That's the guy I'm going to get behind right now. I'm going to start that. We don't even have his name. (laughs) Just the row the boat. Bring in row your boat to Louisville, Kentucky. Over the Ohio. Row over the Ohio. Row. (laughs) We're doing rows right now. Um, A few more. Um, uh, how many players will decommit or transfer because of the coach suffering from foot and mouth disease? Um, that's from our guy uh, at Red Army U of L. Um, I think there's going to be a, a few. I, I I would set the over under at three and a half. Well, it's, early early signing days and what nine days, ten days. I mean, not just not just uh, not just decommits, but transfers. Yeah, and I think that. You know, the players can tweet all these things they want tonight, but I think that is the let's see how these next 10 days go. Because see how the two weeks after the season goes. If you're that, a guy that, who's a borderline dude and one of the and your position coach comes to you and say, Trust me, there's gonna be a spot for you in this offense next season or this defense next season, and you don't think there is, this is a factor for you. This is a factor. And not only that, with with the pandemic, obviously you can transfer without having to set out a year everyone's granted a, a waiver. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't really come at a more worse time um, because you don't have to set that year out. So I, I think it's going to be a significant hit. Um, but if it's not, I'll, I'll gladly be happy about that. And I, I will commend Satterfoot for that because that mean, means he's done what I view right now as a pretty impossible task. Honestly, <laughs> this is a, this is a great one from uh, Jimmy at uh, JR Nall too. Uh, who's, who's, who's a solid UK fan. I like Jimmy. Um, how much would coach K's back hurt if the Duke team looked like the current UK abomination? <laughs> Which is, <laughs> this is the thing that Kentucky fans are the most right about. John Calipari is penalized a lot more by the national media than coach K ever dreamed about. 
I will I will die on this. This is uh, uh this guy go ahead. Can, can you know Kyle Perry lost in the sweet scene was at Williams? How how differently it would be it would be talked about than 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 the level coach K. So I, I I get I I I'm on their side on that one. I really I, I'm with them. This is my favorite. This is my favorite Titus and Tateism. They talk about it a lot. The coach K, he's uh he's always got back problems and the team ain't great. He's like I gotta leave for ten days. We're not we're barely gonna make the tournament. I gotta go. Uh, we'll be okay, but I gotta I gotta go. Um, he's absolutely. <laughs> it should right. be a running knee throughout the season. No, just how much does the back hurt? Just a question. Every one guy in the back of every press conference. Uh, Coach K, how much does the back hurt today? You, you guys just just lost to to uh, to NC State by five. <laughs> it hurts a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, I, another one from uh, Red Army Uvo because I think this is an interesting question, and I've heard, I've seen other other people mention it. Um, if Satterfield took the Coastal Carolina opening in a month, who would be a better promotion, Brown or Ledford? Which would you rather you have? Be the I have a, yeah, I would say neither. I don't think either of them would be. <laughs> but if you had to. <laughs> honestly brown because of how well the defense has improved this season even though i always am i'm that's, a, that's a, just... i'm always the person who wants an offensive minded coach just just that's who i am um but i think the way that brown has improved that defense this season is um should be getting more credit and it's not because of all the dumbness that's happening with satterfield no i totally agree with you i do think we're in a minority in that though um I know Ledford is very well thought of in, in coaching circles. Um, but to me, I haven't really seen, seen much um, that makes me feel the same way outside of, you know, getting Mackay Becton in the NFL draft and getting him to be a high draft pick, which I feel like he could have done that with any, any um, coach. Definitely. So for me, I think the defense, I think the defense has been really from, from where, it, where it just came to the beginning, the beginning of the year to where it is now has improved leaps and bounds and i think the offense has regressed so we're asking right now i think yeah I, w- I would be there too makes sense makes sense um i think let's do one more because we sort of answered the other one um is firing sat a untenable because we can't handle another loss recruiting class ignore all money aspects or b necessary because of the upcoming transfer rule <laughs> I think I mean, it's I think you've said much we weren't in a pandemic, he'd be fired. And I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason why is what that guy rightly pointed out, the new transfer rule is a real thing, man. I'm I'm gonna be surprised if it doesn't hit this team pretty hard after today. Definitely. Definitely. Well, any uh anything else before we, we cut this thing out? No. I I just love how we we spent the spent the week waiting for the NCAA stuff and it wasn't even the top story. It wasn't <laughs> even talked by a lot. Of what's your what's your te- your fifteen second NCAA take? Your your reaction? Um, I think it's all. I'm still kind of stand in my area of where I'll be surprised if at some point Lola doesn't end up with a postseason ban. Um, I think it's all going to come down to Kenny Johnson and the NCAA trying to figure out whether he gave Brian Boeing money with limited evidence. But unfortunately, um, the NCAA has a lower burden for proof than, you know, other organizations. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel the same. Nothing really changed. I feel the exact same thing I did when I felt when I woke up this morning. I think I'm closer to that than I was. I am being a dumb positive person and thinking that they can somehow get out of this without a postseason ban. Um, but the one, the one piece of information I want before like really making a decision on that is the decision that they have for NC state, because while NC state did not clean house the same way we did as a reaction to this scandal, they don't have anyone there left because they just fired them. Um, they're, you know, they lost Mark Godfrey. He, you know, he, 
he, he paid for, you know, he had Derek Smith Jr. paid for him and he didn't really do much outside beat Duke. And then right. I think their AD retired. So they will be in a similar situation of Louisville where any punishment levied against them will basically be uh, against a staff and an administration and of course players that had no in no part in what happened. So if the IARP gives them a two, you know, a, a postseason ban or a two year ban, whatever they do for them, that's the biggest bull, bull, you know, billboard for me and what they're going to do for Louisville. So uh, the next, I guess, bucket of news we'll get is that what 14, 15 days from now that, that it decides which route it goes, whether it goes to the, I, I think, think so. I think and read the, I think so. I'm not a hundred percent sure. And we had that conversation. Uh, I know there was a few tweets confused on whether Louisville gets to decide if they choose the AIRP. Um, my understanding is they ask for it and then it has to be approved, but that approves just a rubber stamp. Once they ask, mm -hmm. they haven't told a, t a school no against it. That's my understanding. Yeah. So we'll get that decision and then things will probably be quiet until late February, early March. Basically. if i don't know man i i really think it could be i really think it could be a long time one of the guys on the iarp just got nominated to be uh the the surgeon general yeah but we'll <laughs> we'll get a we'll get a another response to the ncaa's response yes we'll give a response to them will okay. yeah louisville will but in so terms we'll get of the, and we'll get that we'll get that in march but we yeah i think you've done a really good job hammering home about just how long this process could actually take we may be lucky to have this resolved by the end of next season. Yeah. I, I, I think that's how I feel. And so um, we'll see. Um, but that's about it, Chris. Hopefully next time we talk, you know, if we'll have some basketball. To talk about. <laughs> Cause I'm telling you what, I'm not going to spend more than five minutes yeah. talking about that Wake Forest game. It's not, not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I started reading the Courier Journal and the local news again. So um, hopefully we, we maybe can can sprinkle some local topics in there at some point too again in the future. That'd Definitely. Nice. All right, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll leave you on this one. Uh, stay, uh, you know, stay safe out there. Uh, don't get too mad at Scott Tatterfield. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it.